0: Don't just live life, make life boom.
1: How
0: you
2: guys doing out there? Back Friday, back it's Friday, it's Monday, it's all supposed some of you are thinking more about what can you procure over the next coming days. Some of you are not really focused on your goals, but right here on the Mike Drop Club, we're here, always going to inspire you, always going to bring the fire in order for you to achieve those goals of yours. Okay, so today is a, is a good day. It's an extraordinary day, in fact, because I have Everton Barton in the house, guest. For this show, and today we're going to talk about all things related to gaming. That's right. Um, I know for some of you, who are actually playing the PS4 right now, and I need, I need you to press the pause button just for a second, okay. And any parents out there who's thinking about what to buy their children for, um, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, birthdays, Christmas, whatever the case may be, yeah, this conversation I'm going to have with Efton Barton is going to help you. you to um, have a more informed outlook on what the gaming industry is all about, some of its challenges, um, how to spot signs that a child is either developing or already has a gaming addiction. What is a gaming addiction in itself? Okay. And Everton Barton as being somebody that's proficient in gaming, this is a young person that has developed his own games in the past. He studied the psychology of gaming and he provides consultative uh, advice for parents who are trying to find out how best to support a young person that is exhibiting signs of gaming addiction. So as I was um trying to pull together this, this piece, this interview, I was rattling around my brain in terms of what sort of questions and what title should I come up with in terms of the whole panacea that is gaming? Cause it's huge because when I was younger, gaming was well, when I was really, really young and I'm gray and I'm old now, but when I was really, really young gaming wasn't really electronic as it is now. You know, there was a lot of ball games, there's still games, there's still games. Yeah. Then they turned like ping pong, you know, with the old Atari things with the whole toggle, you know, I've seen things evolve To how it is now, when some of the games they're playing have so much artificial intelligence, all these terms that I don't know well. That's what Everton here to keep me in check. He's going to keep me true, right? So I'm just going to lay the platform out there and ask Everton a couple of questions just to get the dialogue going, and you know, and obviously you guys out there, if you've got any questions, and if you've got and you want further information, all the information or to get hold of us are going to be in the show notes. So please do reach out because this is one of those subjects that all of us mm. are involved with in on some shape or form. Just go on the tube, mm. anywhere around the world, board a bus, any transport, board a plane. You will find, I would say, on average, 60 70% of the people who, no matter what age you are, they're going to be engaged in some sort of gaming. Mm -hmm. They're even going to be playing that candy crush type of game. Okay. They might be just playing an app based game, random game, but everyone's engaged in something. Mm -hmm. That's how it seems to me anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't want anyone to think that our gaming is not for me, but I guarantee you know, somebody that's playing games right now in your family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you need to be able to um, understand some of the pitfalls when it comes to gaming. Mm-hmm. And also let's take a look at in the conversation, we're going to pick up points in terms of the, the ratings on some some games. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was young, I could turn on um and watch a watch a rated R, rated 18 film. Yeah. Yes, I used to do it covertly, yes indeed. Mm-hmm. But some parents are actually buying 18 rated games mm-hmm. for minors to play. Mm-hmm. And that's so, so irresponsible. Okay. So what, where's the enforcement of the laws to stop that from happening? Okay. Mm. Okay. All of these things we're going to unpack mm. and to kick this off, um, Everton, how are you doing and how's your week been?
1: Oh, I'm fine. It's been a, it's been a good week. It's been an enlightening week. In Lightning Week, hmm.
2: anything particular happened? Did you have a mic drop moment this week?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, um, I'm there's a lot of new new pieces of information that's coming out that um, I'm studying at the moment and trying to unpack it and un, un understand it from a, a conceptual point of view. It's really been challenging, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been Okay, good. It's been okay good.
2: cool. So, in terms of the whole gaming, mm-hmm. um, how did you get into
1: gaming? Oh, all right. So as a youngster, um, like most gamers, they start really young. And like when, I mean, we started when games were on home console, So um, Nintendo NES, uh, Mario Brothers, games that inspired me, Legend of Zelda. These were the things that really got me into gaming. Yeah.
2: Yep. So w- do you, can you reflect back on what was it about the game that got you drawn in? And and how and how how drawn in were you?
1: Okay, okay. So, um, this is just a little um, synopsis of it. My brother used to like playing gambling machines. I mean, we were young. It was it's funny because back when we were younger, um, gambling addiction in uh, the. How would, how would I call it? Fruit machines. That's what it used to be called. So fruit machines didn't used to have yeah, the um, ones that make sounds like this. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds didn't have age ratings. I mean, it took a little while for age ratings to actually come into gaming. And it started with gambling machines. Okay. Um, so that's really where some of the game addiction actually started. Yeah, how long ago
2: was this? Let's have oh, a time do we, frame.
1: Do we, do we really want to start talking about ages here? So we also, we're talking about the 80s here. We're talking about the early 80s. The reason why I'm saying that is because mm. there's a conception,
2: mm. the perception mm. of what the gamer looks like. Yeah. If yeah. you ask um,
1: someone on the road mm-hmm. to describe a somebody addicted to gaming, mm. they will typically say... Someone with no friends, in the bedroom by themselves... Antisocial skills. There you go. And, it's, it, and it becomes the stigmatization of what a gamer actually exactly. is. Exactly.
2: So this this is why I'm trying to frame it mm. in, 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 a, in a way that allows people to normalize mm. and be able to understand, okay, gaming mm. is more universal yeah. than, you than you what think you it think it is. is. Absolutely. Yeah, so again, so the games that you, that Got you hooked. What mm. games were those?
1: Mm. Okay. So like I said, I started with, um, I, I liked arcade games. Now, for those who don't know what an arcade game is, it was a, a, a machine that you'd put coins in and you would get a, a limited period of time to play the game. You can, you can complete it if you were very good at it. But one of the things that was really cool about arcade games is leaving your name on the leaderboard. So it was, it was the first time games had a social aspect to them in a way that it was kind of I don't know if the actual designers really thought about the social aspect, but so so what game? What game? Yeah
2: yeah what
1: what game what game drawing in? So you had your so all right. So outside of the Pac-Mans and the and the Space Invaders and the Galaxians Mm -hmm. came the shinobis the uh, uh, double dragons, hmm. the... Uh, with the elbow. With the, <laughs> with the elbow. And the headbutt. You know,
2: when you say dragon, yeah, no, double, double dragon, dragon, you press
1: you two not- buttons at the same time, you yeah, get the elbow. So yeah. there was a skill to it. So this, this don't like the Donkey Kongs, the Marios and the, um, the Wonder Boys, yeah. they all were skilled games. And this is what we call Twitch gaming. So it was all skilled games. But then games started to become a little bit more complex. And now although. Gaming was always built at that point in time that it was for you to start putting coins into the machine. You know, they set you up to a, to a point where you would definitely die. So you'd have to put more coins in. People started to break that pattern and started to become very, very proficient at playing the game. They wanted to get their name on that leaderboard. And if someone else had completed the game with one credit, that was, that became the challenge. So it wasn't just about the game. It became that aspect of it. So in some ways, it it started off that whole social experience within gaming. So it wasn't such an isolated experience.
2: Okay. So in terms of the leaderboard, the social
1: mm. aspect of, of
2: gaming, mm. what was your tag? What was, what, what did you, because I, uh. I remember many moons mm. ago doing this and you mm. only had three characters. You only had
1: three characters. You know,
2: so ice was prevalent, uh, you know. So yeah. do you remember what was your gaming um, tag?
1: Yeah, it was always... Ev, yeah. which was just E-V, really, which is short dot. for Everton. You know? <laughs> it's it like, people come and say, Ev's at the top, yeah. and it would just be, yeah, yeah, it would be that. It would just be E-V and dot. Then,
2: and then, so how did you feel? Okay, so you, you, you slotted in your coins mm. um, on what game, for example, say Shinobi?
1: Yeah, and then Street right. Fighter. Let's go, let's go with Street Fighter, because that okay. was like king at the time Okay, so, so Street 19. Fighter,
2: I think is one of those games that Everybody mm. has it, it is transcended mm. the the backstreet arcade, yeah. Yeah, it changed it's again. Literally, it has its own film. Mm. I think it was starring um, starring, um, uh, Van, Van Damme mm. and mm. who else? Kylie Minogue was in it, yeah. Kali Minogue was in it. Yeah. Mm. The film was trashing. We, we, film we, we could
1: say that. <laughs> no, 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 I got to it again. That, that, <laughs> no, no, that, that, that film gets no bearing blocks. in mind that he turned down Mortal Kombat, yeah, that, which was a much better film than that. that. that.
2: <laughs> Certain things <laughs> cannot translate right <laughs> into Hollywood, right? Street Fighter was one of those one of because those. there's some moves in Street Fighter mm. that you cannot replicate, you just go, you yeah. Know? yeah, the Dragon Punch. For those who know the Dragon Punch, mm. when you see somebody try to do it in real life, it just mm. looks whack. It's mm. one of those things that is strictly in, in. two dimensional, mm. three dimensional space mm. of for, for, a for, for video game. Video. So, anyway, we digress. So, yep. so you now, you've got your tag on there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm assuming you're at school. Yep. Yeah. School. So, you go to school. Mm-hmm. Normal day of school. Mm-hmm. Can't Whoa. wait to finish school. You can't. So, so what's <laughs> happening now? Tell us what is happening to you.
1: Okay. So to understand the experience of being a gamer, especially at that period of time, um, this was a new type of storytelling. This is a new type of, in actual fact, this was beyond storytelling. This is interactive storytelling. So even with that short, these short breaks in the game where it, it may have about 15 seconds of a story, it's like a whole new world that you're experiencing. And so when the first time you experience an arcade game and you're like, oh my God, I'm the first one to play this game or someone else determines me and said, have you played that new arcade game? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I just tried it yesterday, the other day. There's this excitement. There's this adrenaline rush. It's something new and unique, but it's also taps into that geek side of you that loves new technology. So back then games went hand in hand with new technology. It, it's, it, it's like understanding computers. Okay. Yeah, and that's where I would turn around and say my first love with computers came from there. But what is happening to you? you,
2: you, you, you you've got your name mm-hmm. on the leaderboard mm-hmm. and your school, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking about? Are you able to engage in education or are you, are you ruminating or fixating yourself on what's happening with your position on the leaderboard?
1: See, funny enough, I was never too worried about my position on the leaderboard because it kind of felt like if my score got, if I dropped down to second, third or fourth, I'll, I'll just play it again and get to like number one until you reach the point where you actually start meeting other people who, Are just better than you at that game.
2: So, again, so this is what you're.
1: And just the social side. The social side of it. So, it was never, ever one of those moments where it's like when I got to the top of the leaderboard, it was like, I want to keep there. I want to stay there. I want to make sure that no one else ever beats my score. No, No, I wasn't that type of gamer. I would get to the top. And I'd be like, mm, that's cool. But I was. <laughs> but what I would <laughs> see, and I and I think that's where we start looking at different type of behaviors and dynamics in that behavior. Yeah. Because if I was to, if I was to compare myself to, let's say you in an instance that you would want to see your name at the top, then I would want to play you. Yeah. So it that's, was, that's a competitive and side. And that was the things. competitive side. And it's
2: still, it's still around the domain of being a social interaction mm, type thing, mm. even though, we are both now in yeah, school. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, we played arcade game, mm. names on the label um, on the leaderboard, yeah. moving up and down. Yeah. Okay. Um, for some, that could be a distraction. Yeah. For some other people who are able to balance our yeah. books and, mm. and arcades. Mm. For the generation I'm coming from, mm. I couldn't, mm. to be honest, I couldn't. Mm. You you might have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was all consuming for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because as I am in class, mm and just pick street fighter for
1: example
2: mm. um some of those moves are technical
1: absolutely yeah mm.
2: and um there's something about muscle memory mm-hmm. so i'll be twitching mm. imaginary joysticks mm. in class
1: mm.
2: yeah mm-hmm. just so that when i do get my chance to um go on arcade mm. i can then put that to effect mm-hmm. uh, um and again so um there's a financial aspect to this because mm-hmm. I walked everywhere. Mm. Why? I had money. Because I spent
1: money on the there arcade you games. Go. I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up because, um, when I'm, see, whilst I'm listening to you tell me about your experience, and this is the funny thing that you're going to find out if you try to put 20 people in a room and talk about gaming, their experience is going to be different. It's, yeah. but it's going to have similarities, but it's going to be different. It's unique to each person. And, for me, like I said, our, our situation is unique. I I didn't really mind being at the top of the leaderboard, but what I did focus on is if you were at the top of the leaderboard, if I see someone that beats my score and they're there, then for me beating them meant more than me being at the top of the leaderboard because you can be at the top of the leaderboard, but you ain't played me, and that's how it. That's how that behaviour in gaming. Just kind of manifested and started to get bigger and bigger as I got older. Yeah.
2: So with, with the advent of technology and mm. whereby in the past you might need to go to the arcade to play mm. games, there came a transitional point whereby those arcade games you could play at home. Yeah. Yes, the graphics
1: were
2: mm. inferior, mm. but what was happening then?
1: Okay. That era. Okay. That transition. Let me just um, switch something just before we'll get back to them. Now. Like you said, you were talking about a little bit of behavior in, in, in these games and where you ranked and all that kind of stuff. And I was, and I was saying to you, you, know, that never used to happen to me. But funny enough, games are unique. Each game is unique. So each unique game, and we're going to get onto this later on in the conversation, but each game being unique triggers a different behavior in people. Yeah. So I would turn around and say to you, the very first game that I was really proficient at was maybe Pac-Man. Then the next game I was really proficient at was Super Mario Brothers. The game that changed my behavior was Legend of Zelda. It did so many different things. It made me want to become a games designer. But if I go back to when I was younger and playing Legend of Zelda, (laughs) where you uh, thought about games at school to doing the Twitch movements to figure out how you can do your Dragon Punch, I used to leave my game system on. Like I would go play it just before I go to school. And wherever I was in that game, I'd leave my game system on. I wouldn't turn it off. My parents would expect me to have turned everything off, you know, because back then parents would be like, you ain't wasting electricity. But I would say that my asphyxiation on that game meant that it triggered certain behaviors. When I go home from school, first thing I want to do is continue from where I've left off. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. So, so
2: you're, you're um, I think you're illuminating the fact that
1: hmm.
2: you're slowly becoming more, or not dependent as it were. Hmm. Gaming game is now becoming more part of your part routine. Of,
1: absolutely. Now,
2: at what point, mm-hmm. and I'd be interested to find out if there are any definitions in terms of being addicted to gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go for a period of time whereby you and this this is uh, it's a deep question. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're an expert, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, felt that you were addicted to gaming at any point? Yeah, that time.
1: Yeah, I would turn around and say it wasn't a full on addiction, um, but I did find myself buying games that I weren't even playing. That's how much I loved games. Okay. Do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even make sense. Like the game no, would no, still be in the package. Let we'll, we'll me just rewind that and mm. we'll just
2: say that again mm. one more time. That's a mic drop moment mm. there because a lot of us, when it comes to gaming, we assume
1: mm. people buying games and they play all day, all games. day, all day long. Okay, you just demyphed mm. that there. Mm. Say that again. There are so many different types of behaviors that are happening mm. in society. All the time. Yeah. But in gaming, um, yeah, there was moments I'm spending 60 pounds on a game and it's still packaged, you know. And it, it's almost like the moment it came out, I had to have that game. And it became a situation where I had to have the game, not necessarily have to play the game. Sure. Do you see, do you see where I'm coming from? Sure. So, like I said, certain things started triggering different behaviors. I mean, sometimes th- those behaviors still happen today. I remember games from yesteryear and they get re-released. I will buy that game, but I still don't play it. But I spent the full full money on that game. But I had to have it. But then once I got it, then I'm like, oh yeah, I played it too many times already. So, And I will still have that game.
2: Sure. So what definitions are there there uh, in terms of gaming? And, and what is it actually called in terms of somebody that relies on gaming um, and is having a negative impact on their ability to mm. to live out to yeah. their full potential. So
1: yeah. what definition is out there? Well the World Health the World Health Organization, they describe it as gaming disorder. Okay. And that just is like a, a pattern of behavior that is that either impairs you in some in some fashion or you know it, it's it's the way of changing that behavior, your your natural and normal behavior. Now, if you haven't got a lot of money, and, um, you see something that you like, you will weigh up a rational mindset would weigh up the pros and cons of whether they will purchase that or not. Sure. Yeah. And you know, Maslow's, uh, um, hierarchy of hierarchy needs, of needs mm-hmm. would, would play, would be played in effect. But in gaming, sometimes when, when things are supposed to be rational, they become irrational, but you rationalize it. Do you see what I'm saying? You might need to explain that a bit more. So, (laughs) so here's here's the thing. Check this as a concept. Yeah. You don't actually need that thing, but for some reason you rationalize that you do need it. But when you get it and after you spent money on it, you don't do nothing with it. Sure. But you don't feel guilty about buying it. In actual fact, you rationalize it as a collection. And therefore, it sits there. But you could be broke, sure. And I think that could be true for
2: many things outside of games. Outside of games, I, I used to DJ, and the many records, records that you I bought. never ever took out of the sleeve. Yeah, I still got them today. Never and took them out. Of the never
1: sleeve. taken them out. Of never sleeve. played them. And this is the, and this is the thing. So it's not that these disorders are are specifically. You know, if it wasn't for games, these disorders wouldn't exist. These disorders this exist in other facets of life. Sure.
2: But in terms of the gaming addiction, Mm. what what is the tipping point for it to be now a disorder in terms of what they're looking at?
1: All right. So like I said, in in the world health organization looks at is this, if you start to neglect yourself, I mean, this is uh, the definition is going to be very similar to many other types of addictions. It's just that it is specific to, to that individual and their relationship to gaming. For so, example, for example, so let's say your your everyday activities. I, I, in actual fact, I give you a better example. Mm-hmm. You are sitting at home. You are supposed to go to work, mm-hmm. but you do not feel motivated to go to work. But you will sit in front of your computer game and play all day. You get yourself fired, but you still sit in front of the computer game and play all day. You are you are no longer functioning normally. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's anything that is counterintuitive to your life and progress. You're effectively stopping things that you should be doing. Okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, advocate mm. then, because in,
2: in for the view to um, help illuminate and get people to understand what mm. we mean by gaming addiction. Okay. Mm. Um, you got the observer mm-hmm. that could be the parent, mm-hmm. could be the loved one. Taking a look at somebody that, that's playing, spending all the time gaming. Yeah. Okay. Now to the gamer themselves. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, and in terms of their life chances and life opportunities and mm. tips of daily living, you quoted Maslow mm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I decided, say for example, I'm the gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm now, uh, I'm now meeting the, the, the definition according mm. to the world health according organization. To the welfare, yeah? yeah. But I say to you, I actually don't want to bath this morning. Mm hmm. I actually didn't want to go to work Mm
1: -hmm. this morning, Mm -hmm.
2: you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm playing, I'm playing the gaming. What sort of things Mm -hmm. would, would it take Mm -hmm. for me being Mm -hmm. addicted to gaming Mm -hmm. to then realise, oh my God, this now is, is, this is
1: now (laughs) snowballed. I can't control this. I now have a real problem. Okay. Two families, it would be an intervention. There is, you know, once someone starts to snowball at that level, more than likely their awareness is going to be impaired. You've got to remember, when you're talking about addiction or any form of disorder, the person is impaired at that point in time. So thinking that you're going to be able to get yourself out of this scenario is like one one in a hundred. Yeah, there will be a one in a hundred person who will be able to, who may have that. Light bulb moment. That's no, this isn't working for me. But for the rest, now it's going to require an intervention. And that inter—I mean, if you're living by yourself, that's a problem, and that's going to be a real problem because most people won't even notice. So you need to be around people any anyway that is uh, who who care. So especially when you're dealing with a child, their parents. If you're a parent and your child is upstairs playing computer games all day every day, you have to intervene at some point. You have to be in check, you have to be in touch with your child you cannot just leave your child to be playing computer games sure so in terms of the the scale of the problem what's mm. the order of
2: magnitude do you know
1: roughly well the the thing is the thing is all research that we've seen so far yeah um can't tell the difference between uh, an excessive gamer and, an, and a person with game addiction okay so again the two two terms There's there. Two, yeah, what do you want so to explain so let me just explain let me explain so Think of, yeah, think of a sport, yeah, and how many hours? How many hours does it take to be proficient? Is it 5,000 5, hours? you got the 10,000. 10,000 hours, yeah. So 10,000 hours to be proficient at any sport, yeah? That's what, eight hours a day, five days a week for four years? That's a degree, yeah? In in fact, that's a master's. Three years for the degree, one year for the master's. Now you're proficient at that sport. Yeah. Or whatever it is that you're doing in gaming, it's exactly the same. You know, you're putting in a lot of time to become proficient at one specific game. Yeah. Now that can demonstrate signs of game addiction in the layman's eyes. You're on the game. That's all you're doing. That's all you're thinking about. But the key thing is, are you neglecting yourself? Now, people who are proficient at gaming... Don't always neglect themselves, but they do prioritize gaming over everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But someone with a game addiction neglects themselves for the addiction. Yeah. So you will see signs that they would rather do nothing else but sit in front of that computer game. And even at times where you're sitting in front of that computer game, you can end up having a low. So you're still sitting in front of the game, but you're not really playing it. It's almost like the game is watching you. And so these are some of the signs that, you know, if you just looked at gaming activity, it would say, yeah, playing the same amount of time, but are they playing? Sure. Um, I've just been googling how many gamers
2: in the UK, mm. and probably there might be an issue in terms of the definition of no, what a sure. gamer is. It is exactly mm. because you you quoted two different types. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um. So it says thirty-two point four million mm-hmm. gamers in the in the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a lot. That's half the country, literally. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, which is are uh, acknowledges as being a gamer.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um. Worldwide. Hmm.
1: Um, it's a mean? huge, um, there's a huge amount. If they include PC gamers and mobile gamers, you're talking about maybe 1.5 billion people play computer games.
2: Yeah. Of yeah. some,
1: f- oh, of some oh, fashion. Of some,
2: that's, that's quite mm-hmm. a lot. And I mm-hmm. understand half the world mm-hmm. is developing. Mm-hmm. So if you minus those, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. Absolutely. That, they
1: have access to gaming. Yeah. So the order magnitude is, is huge. It's, mm. it's a, it's
2: a big, big, um, um, sizable sum of people playing games. Yeah. But in terms of the ramifications for mm. being a gamer, the mm-hmm. game, um, how does this impact on society? Okay. Or does it impact on
1: society? It does, because first and foremost, gaming <coughs> is a profession. Yeah. It is now a profession. You so, can be- so again, so again, when
2: <laughs> when <laughs> you know when your mind is just blown, it's just blown. Okay. Yeah. So Epson just said uh-huh. Gaming is that a profession, profession. Mm-hmm. So mm. At what point Does it become a profession Because the my In a profession Is something that pays you Absolutely yeah? Right So At what point So if, At what point Do you become a profession <laughs> Alright At what so, point so and the institution of gaming because yeah. again a, a, a profession uh-huh. normally uh, would um, indicate oh. that there's a professional yeah. body.
1: Absolutely, like if
2: you're an electrician, yeah. you subscribe to the School of Electronic Electrical Engineers, Mechanics, mm. Mechanical mm. Engineers, Computers, mm. Computer. All of those stuff. There mm. has an institution that governs what it means to yeah. be a professional in that yeah so what's happening the gaming? is there something
1: i've been missing yeah um gaming has always had different types of bodies in the uk we got uk ie who are the um, uk interactive entertainment body they and in other countries you will have different types of bodies you have got the rating bodies as well that so games can't just come out and not be looked at before they before they um, reach the store shelves, because that's how we get games ratings, so we know what type of content there is inside, inside the games. But um, yeah, there's different types of bodies that exist. Um, but when it comes to like pro gaming, so that, I think actually, I think now you're making a distinction. Yeah, because
2: so no, your seven year old playing mm-hmm. video games in the bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know about you, but I don't think that's a
1: professional. No, 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 no. no. So uh, a seven year old uh, playing in the park. Playing football is not a professional. Yeah. Yeah. But what, how do we have the funniest thing that we've been postulating in the games industry is how do you define? Cause I, I've heard uh, presenters from different sports say, Oh, computer games. That's not a real sport. It's not a real sport. So what is a real sport? Yeah. How does it, how does a sport become a sport instead of it just staying as a hobby? Well, first and foremost, you need an audience. Yeah. And once you've got an audience, the second thing is can you monetize that audience? And if you can then monetize that audience and they will pay to watch you compete, that's a sport. Doesn't matter whether it's chess, because there might be some people out there and say, oh, American football's a real sport or, or football in the UK, which Americans call soccer, yeah. that's a real sport. But chess isn't a real sport. But chess has had an audience for years. People would pay to watch that. Now, when you talk about pro gaming, pro gaming has an audience that almost far exceeds so many sport established sports um, that everyone's jumping in on it. Like literally everyone is starting to jump in on it. And so while you were talking about where, who's the body, that's kind of, there is a kind of a problem here because it, this part of the industry is so new that that type of stuff is being formalized right now. Um, there's a university in uh, Stratfordshire, Stratfordshire University. Does a degree and a master's in esports. You know, that's how fast this industry is growing.
2: Again, so when we, it's a jargon free show. <laughs> so like
1: all, right, so free. So all right, so let me just make this clear. What is esports, e-sport? Is it like an e car? <laughs> exactly. The E is electronic. So this is electronic sports. So think about, look, I'm going to go back 10 years, mm-hmm. yeah, 10, 15 years. Yeah, the idea that computer games could be a sport was a joke because the first thing they said, what, what makes you an athlete? Yeah. And that was the key thing. What is it that makes you an athlete? Yeah. And then, um, like in all sports, there has to be some form of measure. And it's like you just said earlier, seven years old. How's that? How is he a pro gamer? Well, in actual fact, he's, he's uh, speed and response time on playing those games. It's the milliseconds between moving left to right and pressing that button that makes that action take place on the screen is the difference between your skill level and my skill level. That's when um, the young person
2: Mm -hmm. has made the conscious decision Mm -hmm. to take gaming seriously. So if you take a scenario whereby your child is playing (laughs) a game and they turn around and tell you, dad, mom,
1: Mm.
2: I'm a pro gamer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. At what point mm-hmm. do you, as a parent? Oh mm. no, let me reframe that. Mm. Rewind that. In terms of the support, mm. and I think Elton raises a lot of groundbreaking
1: flags here, you and know, there. flags yeah. here and there. Mm.
2: But in terms of when you actually have your kid mm. now, mm. and schools are saturated with exams, mm. pressures to to perform. Yeah, you know. Mm outside of the electronic Mm. digital Mm. arena, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. how then do you as a parent balance up this act? Yeah.
1: Mm. All right. That's a super question. Yeah. That's a super question. So I'm the host. That's why you're the host. Okay. So (sighs) I have to take a deep breath because I'm about to try and like go hard on this. And I'm hoping that you lot can keep up the pace with me. All right. Parents use, this is the same conversation. And it's funny that how conversations get recycled into new fields. Parents who said, you're not going to be a singer. There's be a million singers out there. You'll never make it out. there, And the kid goes on and makes it. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's because the child is doing something. the Parent doesn't understand. Yeah. Parents like you to follow into, in the paradigm of what they understand. Yeah, I worked every day of my life doing this thing and that's how you make money. What you are trying to do, there's no job in there. Yeah, well, there's no job in it right now, but that's where innovation comes in. Yeah, your child is trying to break into something innovative and become a pioneer. And that's the hardest thing for any parent to deal with is a child doing something they don't understand. And this is what happened in gaming. So this brings me to the Fortnite competition. This is the World Cup of Fortnite. And so what is Fortnite? So Fortnite is this... Summer Cyber Monday <laughs> in Cy-
2: a couple of days' time. Kids know Man. this. Kids know Kids this. Kids know, know this, but... You know, some, know of you, some of you out there need uh, to understand yeah. what a fortnight is, yeah. even even though you might be, as what we say, a laggard. Yeah. Yeah. A laggard is somebody <laughs> that is not a fast follower, <laughs> right? That is the last, on the bell curve, you you're, you just, you follow the masses. You're yeah. the
1: last one to the party, but it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. So there's a few concepts that you've got to understand. The first one is something called freemium. If you do not know what freemium is, you you've got two words here, free and premium. And it's stuck together called freemium. What that means is a game comes out for nothing, but then monetizes you whilst you're playing.
2: So the game is free, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Again, monetization, I understand that fully. Mm. A lot of parents don't understand, understand the so implications of monetization. Of a monetized game is. Mm. Could you break down some of the, the, key, the, the components. Key, key, key components mm. and also mm. some of the things that, a parent mm, needs You've to be a your 7-year-old mm. playing a free game mm-hmm. that's been monetized then mm. they ask you for your bank details absolutely what's happening so
1: first things first there is no such thing as free like nothing is free facebook is not free they make money off of your uh, your details your things that you're doing so nothing is free so when someone gives you something for free they are going to monetize it in some other fashion, C- correct. But mm. this is now the direct monetization mm. from mm. the
2: individual. All right. So you, Facebook and all those other organizations from Google—they've mm-hmm. been dragged to court, kicking yep. and screaming, absolutely, because they've been illegally mining data, mining data, mining data right? Mm. But they have not been taking my my bank details, Mm-mm. at least not directly. Mm.
1: I don't know about that. You don't know, but mm. in terms of the gaming, as you call it, absolutely. So what in, does that mean? Absolutely. So. There's a, there's a few problems with this and, and I wouldn't be surprised in a few years that you'll see companies being pulled to court for exactly the same thing. The game is free. That means free to access. Yeah. And that's the only part of what it is that's free. So you can play the game without paying anything. Sure. But then comes the eye candy the things like gear gear is things that your character might wear think of it as clothes hats shoes weapons different types of things most things not to do with competitive advantage but just wardrobes
2: okay so this is this is all to do with personalizing Absolutely. your character so mm. It be your own persona. It would be your in own in that virtual absolutely, space. absolutely. Am I right to um, um recall incident with Carlton from Fresh Prince mm-hmm. suing? Yeah, trying at least Tried. to sue Fortnite. Yep. for dance ha- steps for these dance steps. Mm-hmm. Did he win? No, he didn't win. Okay, fine. I was just a side note. I just no, caught
1: yeah. that in my radio. Yeah. And it wasn't back. just Carlton; it was um, the the guy from Scrubs. Um, the, you know, the doctor. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, and yeah. Who yeah, did yeah. the dance step? And yeah. it's the core dance step. That's for... Because um, I
2: can, how can you then um, patent or copyright a
1: dance move? Oh, you, you actually can. Which no, you didn't invent which you didn't, Absolutely. You didn't invent the dance step. But but he could have won if he had created the routine. Because just like Jim, if you do dumbbells, blah, 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 da, 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 in a sequence and you call it, uh, um, what's that thing that um, John T did? He did insanity. You call it insanity. That is patentable. But you didn't create it. Someone choreographed that for you. So you wouldn't be able to um, sue for that. But yeah, that we, we, we're digressing here. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So you, a company suddenly sends these shiny things. So far as you're concerned, your kid is playing a free game. Yeah. Um, the problems that is co- arising is not your kid coming to you and saying, can I have your credit card? The problem is the back door to uh, funding these games. And one of the back doors that uh, we recently found out was that you could use your mobile number to buy your buy those accessories. And it would circumvent your parents ever knowing that you're using a credit card. All that would happen is your phone bill would go up. And that is shocking. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, that is very shocking. When I got quiet, it's only because I'm trying to process what you're saying. But... Yeah. So is that, just, it does it work a bit like Candy Crush. Does Candy yeah, Crush so have let, a way so of doing me, that? Because a
1: lot more people yeah. understand Candy Crush. Right. So let me, let me just explain to you yeah. again. Yeah. So just so that people understand this. Go ahead. There are processes in some of these games that would allow you to purchase more points using your mobile number. And what it will come up on your bill, and you'll know this, is your child's phone bill comes up with data. Yeah, data charges that exceeds your data. So you would think the first time you'll see, you think, "Oh my god, my kid's running out, running up the data." Like as in, he's using, using he or she is using the Wi-Fi um, out on the road and running up the data, but it isn't actually that. They can use their phone number to purchase stuff. Sure. So sure. it's like dialing a premium number, and they get that credit back on there. Sure. And, and I think this is the
2: danger of anything that's new. There's always comes with, with a, a lack of enforcement of certain laws because mm. the laws have not been written to Prevent take that. into consideration some mm. of these new ways of, of gaming or whatever the case may be. But I just want to go back to the bank card because mm. I think that that is something that people can really relate to. Uh, relate to. Okay. And I think um, when we buy gifts, um, I, keep, I keep mentioning mm. cyber, cyber Mondays, whatever the case may be, mm. um, we tend to think, hmm. and I'm talking for the unison here, that I bought my kid, I will buy myself a game hmm. that cost me even nothing or yeah. say 50 pounds, right? Now, because of this monetization thing mm-hmm. that's going on, and say you bought a 50 pound game for your child, you're thinking it's done,
1: mm-hmm
2: they've got your bank details Mm -hmm. and a lot of websites ask you, do you want to save your bank details?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you Mm -hmm. don't have to input it all the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Kids don't like going back, asking parents for the card all all the time. So if it's a savvy techie kid, 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 he will have it saved. Right.
1: Absolutely. So the
2: total cost of ownership Mm -hmm. for the game Mm -hmm. can go exponential. Absolutely. So, so in terms of now, in terms of now, um, people that come, for example, from socially deprived areas, mm-hmm. that can have a real damaging effect. Absolutely. The most vulnerable. Is, is exactly, exactly. And mm. do do you think the gaming industry preys on the vulnerable? Absolutely. Uh, so what, what 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 can be done and what is being done currently? Are there <laughs> any investigations being done to try and curb that?
1: Okay. Okay. Gaming industry, um, <laughs> it's, I, it's, It's tough when you use the term gaming industry because there's a lot of businesses that are coming into the gaming industry for the sole purpose of monetizing that community without even providing them with that full content or gaming experience. The gambling industry came into the gaming industry and what they did was they uh, bought the rights to Disney's characters, to um, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes and all that type of stuff and put it on gambling machines the government had to step in because they were attracting kids into actual gambling. Yeah. And then when the, some of the games companies, we're not going to mention the games companies names, but very big publishers started thinking, Oh, that was a clever idea. Well, let's modify that and put it into gaming and came up with the idea of loot crates. And what a loot crate is, is imagine you have just bought a game. You spent uh, 60 pounds on this game And then to get some of the weapons that are in that game, you get something called a loot crate. And what that is, is like a crate that has a random weapon in it. Yeah? Okay. Um, But you have to buy these loot crates. But you don't know what you're going to get. But you get the promise that you may get a legendary weapon. How much loot crates do you have to open to get that weapon? How much money are you spending to get that weapon. This was the same thing that happened with the football games and the cards. How much money did your kids spend on uh these Panini cards? Yeah. I I I listen uh, <laughs> quick, quick 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 story this is
2: um uh, something that I'm going to share with you guys out there. Yeah. I know we go worldwide but yeah. this is um for the anyone that follows the the premiership and mm-hmm. they always ask me why do I support Liverpool and I live like 300 miles away from Anfield. Um The reason is very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. When I came to this country, Mm -hmm. one of the first things my father did for me, Mm -hmm. right, was try to get me to, I wasn't speaking good English then. I wasn't speaking any English. And stopped being bullied. They, They thought, okay, all these kids are buying these, these football um, panini cards um, mm-hmm. things where they like stickers. You get a football yeah. um, album with your favorite teams, all the teams actually. And what you do is you buy a pack of cards who typically has six cards in it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you put the stickers in the book and, t- and you try and collect um, all your, t- all the teams across the whole season. Mm-hmm. Right. So my dad bought me a packet. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't understand the whole concept. I didn't even understand what football really was. Oh, right? Time. I was in the playground. Um, and it feeds into what you're talking about in terms of parents keep buying you these these stickers, right? Mm. So I was watching the, the 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 things going on, I was seeing people opening their 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 packets yeah. and having uh hoorah and everything, like you guess what, you got blah blah blah, you got this play, all that that something. so I'm watching it. Couldn't engage, but I knew in my hand mm. Guess what? Go on. I got my own packet, right? Mm. So I thought, what do I need to do? Mm. This is how the social interaction Imagine in terms of stuff. So mm-hmm. I had no friends. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. So I raised my hand up mm. in the playground and everyone now saw that I got a packet. Uh, yeah. Mm. And um I opened it. Mm. I opened it. And to cut a long story short, right? All I remember was being rushed to the floor. I'd opened it, right? Mm. And I remember a flash of gold. Mm. And then next thing I'm on the floor mm. looking at the sky and one of the teachers in the playgrounds pulling these kids off me, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, but I was stubborn, I was holding on to mm. <laughs> holding on to mm. one card, the gold one, the other mm. ones the kids are, don't care about. Mm. So the teacher the teacher said, oh, I'm Douglas, are you okay, you okay? It's, yeah, yeah, I was fine, I was mm. crying, I was crying. And I was talking about, I've kept the shiny one, I kept the shiny one. Mm. I couldn't speak in there, so I, said, I kept the shiny one. Imagine saying in an African accent, you know, mm. kept the shiny one. And the teacher said to me, you know what card that is? And he got more excited that I had it. And I was looking at him I could see the twinkle in his eye and I'm thinking, why is this guy getting so excited about what's in my hand? Is mm. it real gold? Mm. He goes, no, that's Liverpool's badge. <laughs> and that is why, <laughs> that is why I support Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's- I yeah. don't like to give you a bit extra yeah, on the Mike Drop Club. That's that, That's what happened. And I've been a Liverpool fan ever since. But mm-hmm. in terms of what Everton's talking about, this monetization, mm-hmm. that it, it, it's not just in gaming mm-hmm. that it's happened. Mm-hmm. They were doing it before in Absolutely. terms of the stickers, mm-hmm. right? But in terms of what safeguards, what can a parent do mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. to... To understand what to, it is, yeah, to, to, to protect their own wallet. Mm. First of all, to protect their their own wallet, mm. can you put a limit, mm. for example, with your bank to say, mm. okay, fine, if it's for Fortnite or in the other game, mm. is there cash
1: spend or whatever? Do you know what, I'm um, <clears throat> people I've known have who have had these type of problems that we've had to sit down and cancel or talk to in relation to these yeah. issues have told us so many different stories. You talk to your mobile phone company, like I said to you, mobile phone companies mm. will allow you to use your mobile number and add it on as your data. This is something that most parents need to know when they give their kids a mobile phone. Um, the mobile phone companies won't stop it. Why would they? This is easy money for them. You know, um, the games companies love it because it's extra income. They're not, some of these games companies are not selling as many games as they would like. So this is alternative money uh, monetization. And that in itself causes problems. Um, Quite a few companies have good game ethics, but when it comes to business, if they have shareholders, then ethics goes out the window. Sure, You know, it is do it until you can't do it. And that is the problem with the games industry at the moment. But that's not just the games industry. That's like most industries.
2: So are you saying certain games are also... Introducing young people to gambling.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because
2: they don't know. Because they
1: they don't know any different. And this may be their first exposure to gambling. If you don't know what, I mean, think of it like this in gaming, yeah, the the, the dangers when it comes to gaming is gaming is in most cases about winning. Yeah. So when you mix gambling with the idea of winning, Mm. there's that distortion about whether this is right or wrong. Yeah, uh, the behaviors of the individual can easily gravitate to oh, but this is just or rationalizing as this is just another way of women.
2: Sure, so it, it could be the back door into um,
1: absolutely um,
2: inheriting and taking on other more mm. um, dangerous addictions. Absolutely, such as full blown gambling,
1: full blown yeah, gambling. Where, whereby,
2: um, say, for the smoker, mm. or who in you know, I'm talking stereotypically here, mm. um, a lot of people fear smoking cigarettes because they might proceed to harder stuff the marijuana and all that Mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like a gateway. It's a gateway. Um, so again, okay, let's, let's part that because I Mm -hmm. think it's hard for us to, to take it further. It's a conversation in itself. Yeah. And also in fact that, um, there's not a lot of international legislation. Mm -hmm. This is going to be different Mm -hmm. for country to country, Mm -hmm. but the fact that we're recognizing it Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and parents out there, you need to not just buy your kids a game, Hmm. understand what the game is all about.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Read it, Hmm. read, read the packaging. Or even, or even, or even see, spend some time with your kid while they're playing the game. That's the only way you're going to understand what it is. But also, um, I noticed this is going to lead into another important part of the conversation. If you want to know what it is that your kid is playing, spend some time with your kid while they're playing it.
2: Buy your kid games. And
1: then just leave them. And leave them. You don't do that. You know, um, that's like putting, that's like, that's like getting a five-year-old, put in uh, an, uh, an R or 18 rated movie, and let them sit down and watch it and by themselves. I mean, why would you do that? You, you need to be able to understand because if your kid's got questions, who are they going to ask? If they have to find those questions out for themselves, they'll always find questions out for themselves. They will no longer need you. Yeah, you are, as the parent, the first gateway to their behaviours. You're the first gateway. What kind of mannerisms they're going to pick up. The more absent you are, something else has to fill that void, whether it's by themselves, whether it's their friends' behaviours. Because, you know, as kids grow up, uh, more than like 50% of their time is with their friends. 50% of their time of their influence is going to come from their friends. And if their friends are the same age as them, then their friends don't know any better. Yeah. So,
2: in, so again, in terms of the gaming side of things, hmm. like that, pros and cons, we haven't actually really broken down. Yeah. The, we've talked about gaming addiction, hmm. but okay, let's go with the positives first. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
1: What positive skills can
2: can somebody get from gaming? gaming?
1: Okay, so gaming. There's there's so many good things that can come out of gaming. Especially, we, we can start with the hand to eye coordination, which is going to be useful. In later life, if you want to become a doctor or any of those kind of things, there is so much studies that show that surgeons, skilled surgeons, even skilled aviators, people who, who are required to do maneuvers at very quick speeds. Gaming really does prepare you for that type of stuff. But gaming also opens up your mind to new narratives and understanding narratives based on what the designer is trying to articulate to you. And that's amazing in itself. Um, Also problem solving. You know, these are key skill sets that are going to, you're going to need later life. And because we're becoming more and more digitally oriented, we are digitally oriented beings now. Everything that we got, everything we consume, comes from a digital device. People are consuming more content from their mobile phone than any other source of uh, of technology on the planet. There's more people with mobile phones than anything, any other um technical equipment in the, you know, in, in their space. So gaming gives you that is going to give you that edge. Just like just like back in the day, yeah, and I know Douglas can really resonate with this. Back in the day, parents used to say, read books, forget computers. Because they didn't understand computers. For as far as I can say, you will always need to read books. And that's true to some extent. But some of those children grew up without knowing how to use a computer. You can't get a job now if you don't know how to use a computer. Yeah. Reading those books is, is good. You could be academically smart and all those kinds of things, but you need IT skills. In today's era, you know, you need more than just IT skills. Gaming, game, in actual fact, there's a word that they use called gamification. And that's like, You know, the amalgamation of gaming with something else, what you do in your day-to-day life, what you're doing on the computers. And a lot of the software that you are seeing now, the ones that uh, manage how well you're doing, is classed as achievements. Achievements are in games. With games, when you do something, uh, a milestone, you get an achievement. And these are things that are now being, you know, absorbed into your everyday life.
2: I think um, I, I agree with quite a few there. Uh, I'll challenge you on a couple.
1: You know, you know. I expect
2: nothing yeah. less from you. Books are, for me, books are the foundation. Of, of course, you know, um, that, that trumps every single thing, and it's in the name.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's in the name. The definition. I think gaming is a game. Mm. Look at the definition of what a game is. Mm. You know, game mm-hmm. is not going. to game is not gonna prepare you for life mm-hmm. as it as it is. You mm-hmm. could do actually. You can learn a lot mm-hmm. about social skills mm-hmm. by the way people play games. Mm-hmm. You can do.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: can do. Mm-hmm. But there's something special about in solitudes that you read and um, you you obtain knowledge that allow you to understand things on a, on a far deeper level. Absolutely, there's
1: self sufficiency there.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's self sufficiency there. But then, so the positives I'm getting out there in terms of that, like the the hand-to-eye coordination you mentioned, mm-hmm. understanding different people's narratives, mm-hmm. problem-solving skills mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah, mm-hmm. and the gamification, uh-huh. you know, how they turn anything into a game. The life that we live, this is a mic drop club, life is serious, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Things things happen, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, while you're in that quagmire, you're in those, those that zone, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're missing as an individual Um, there was an article on the other day about China and I think China and Japan Mm. whereby they've got a real problem Mm. with their gamers. Mm. Yeah, it's not just gaming now, it's gaming and internet addiction Mm. Mm -hmm. whereby these young people, right, they are having more virtual (laughs) relationships (laughs) than than they are doing in the physical Mm. world. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about Social skills, yes. Hmm. Um, and I've played a few games uh, with my my cousins and I know I'm fighting somebody in a different part of the world. Yeah. But the ability to go out and to have interaction with somebody real in front of you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you can't get that. From a game. From a game. You have to get that from interaction. Absolutely. You know, um, being able to pass your job interview when you are seeing face to face. Some Mm. job interviews you can do on a webinar. I've I've been on those. Things already on Skype. But the best employers want to see you
1: face to face. Okay. But society's changing. And this is the problem. This is the problem. Nothing that you have said is wrong. Yeah. Do not take this in any other way. Nothing that you've said is wrong. Books are important. Games can be books. Games can have book elements. In actual fact, majority of the original games, you had to read huge amount of text. Yeah, so games, certain games that are popular, take away from, take away from that. But there are games that still stick with that narrative base, reading, uh, um, you know, logic, logical thinking, how to figure out, solve pro- problem solving, all of these key things. Uh, you can find in games, mathematics, you'll find them in games. Do you see what I'm saying? So, but the problem that you're addressing here is it's not that what you said is wrong for these younger audience who might be listening to this, it's that their perception of reality, because society is changing, society is moving in that direction. Maybe we're becoming dinosaurs and that is the new norm.
2: Exactly, exactly. That that could be the point. Mm. That could be the way people are evolving, mm. but then that's not evolving as as a species because if you're not meeting people, mm. if you're not having children, mm. you're not having relationships, you're not evolving, you're yeah. you're putting a full stop. On <laughs> to your bloodline, anyway. So, 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 in terms of um, in extreme, hold on a second. No, no, in no,
1: extreme, in, 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 in the extreme sense of what you're saying, I can understand what you're yeah. The, trying the, to the, 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 the,
2: the, the concerns that um, if we go right back to mm. to the stereotype mm-hmm. and the stereotype of of somebody that's addicted to gaming mm-hmm. is you're trapped in your you you spend all the time in your room. Mm-hmm. You have no social skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where, again, the whole term geek comes It comes into the negative. And being a geek should be the coolest thing out yeah, there. Absolutely. You understand? But it has the negative connotation of outer, out there, because there people ultimately assume mm-hmm. gaming, you're e- um, a geek, you're either on the autistic spectrum, mm-hmm. you've got no social interaction skills, mm-hmm. and you're stuck mm-hmm. behind a keyboard mm-hmm. or a joystick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what needs to change, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, um, is People that are able mm. to successfully mm. gain, mm. yeah, and live a full and productive life. Okay. In in the context, in the context, because mm. mm. everybody's goal is different. Yeah. Everybody's aspiration is different. Mm. Okay. Mm. But you talk about alleviating fears. Mm-hmm. And say, say you're a child, relieving, a, relieving your parents' fears. And mm. parents always ask, give me an example mm-hmm. of somebody, mm-hmm. of something that can. That will support you staying in your bedroom for eight hours of the day gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and then at the at the at the consequence of your education, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. yep, they need to come up with those things. So people who are successful mm-hmm. have to um, be champions for gaming. That's the right word. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: people need to who are who are benefited mm-hmm. from gaming. Mm-hmm champion it a lot more because mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of that mm. all I see is this, this the stereotype mm. image of the gamer still being prevalent which is something that I think has to be addressed mm. has to be addressed because that's why the fear comes in because yeah. if you, as a parent mm. you cannot gamble mm. you shouldn't gamble mm-hmm. your children's um future mm-hmm. based upon what their children want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're there's no point you being a parent then.
1: Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm.
2: You're a parent because you have you have to put your children on a course as best as you know it. Mm-hmm. Um Everton makes a very, very telling point in terms of he's saying that when it comes to gaming, you have to be there with your children.
0: Absolutely. You understand?
2: Mm-hmm. Um the game 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 is not a, the babysitter for your child. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it many times. Even people mm-hmm. driving, the kids mm-hmm. are all engaged on iPads, mm-hmm. they come in the house, they're having dinner, they're all engaged in iPads, mm-hmm. all gaming, 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 gaming.
1: That is not the type of
2: gaming mm-hmm. I think is quality.
1: No. And 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 the thing that people also have gotta recognize is if a child sits in front of a computer game all day, every day, yeah. Game addiction isn't is not even likely to occur. Game addiction starts to occur when other factors, social factors, personal factors, factors um, that are, you know, that, that merge into one thing and then become your reality triggers that game addiction. Do you see what I mean? Because part of it is escapism. Do you see what I mean? So part of it is, so there are so many different other factors that will, you know, that will influence whether you become uh, um, addicted to gaming, but gaming itself by itself and in isolation. And I think there's quite a few studies that demonstrate that gaming by itself, even if you do it excessively, by itself will not trigger game addiction. Okay.
2: Is there, is there a healthy um, time for gaming in terms of how how long should you spend, how long should a parent typically leave their children to play a game? Not Sometimes you cannot be there the whole duration. No, no, no. Sometimes they have to play these games on their own anyway. So yeah, absolutely. What, is there any healthy or does the industry give advice on Mm. what is healthy gaming habits?
1: Well, again, like I said, gaming by itself in isolation doesn't trigger game addiction. It's your social environment, what is happening in your home. So let's say for instance, you you hit a nail on the head earlier. You said parents have to, I said parents have to be involved. And you said, I agree with parents have to be involved in their game, but parents can't be sitting with their child 24 seven. That's not what we're asking, but what we are saying is, from the moment you introduce your child to something, any type of hobby, you have to play a role in it. You
2: have, to, you, you have to ration. You have to, yeah. you have to ration it. You I, cannot. You cannot say you can. You can stay infinitely. all day playing a computer, and you will not get addicted. Of course, you will. You you stay doing something all the time, all day. You will get addicted.
1: No, no. You may even end up getting bored of it. But what I'm what I'm saying to you is, no. If you just let someone just sit in front of something for God knows how long, no, they may even not even. They may just look at it. They may even not. May, they may not play it. They may play it. You, you can't say definitely if you just left someone there all day. they're going to do that. study show that that doesn't always happen. Okay. But, 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 but but like you said, if your parents, if your social environment. Leaves you with that level of seclusion. So it is, so it isn't just your child playing the computer yeah. game. It is what else is happening. What other factors are happening in the house? So are you just neglecting your child? See, and that's, you see, this is why it becomes really tough. This is, this, this is, is no, 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 no. Don't apologize. This
2: is, this is the reason why, Everton, you, you're you on this show because yeah. you 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 bring. That sense of clarity, okay, and yeah. you bring the realness to this yeah. debate, and that's what it's about because yeah. it is emotive. It is a subject that mm. touches the heartstrings on and, many, and, many
1: people. Yeah, I'm not trying to call uh, call out people saying bad parenting call or out. any of that. You know, not them <laughs> out. It's just, <laughs> it, it, but it is. It is the first thing that you would understand if a child has got game addiction is that there is neglect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That deserves.
2: means you are not providing mm. a child or you're mm. restricting the child access mm. mm-hmm. to what it needs to prosper. Absolutely. Okay? You're neglecting mm. them. Okay? Mm. So it, just by that, having a child that can spend all day gaming, mm. you know they're neglecting mm. studies. Mm. Whether they're playing it or not, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, That's a form of neglect. Yeah. This is why I was trying to say in mm. terms of time. Mm. You know, is the hour enough? Some of these games, as you said, yeah. um, they are um, monetizing. Mm -hmm. So for them to get to the next level, Mm -hmm. they might need to buy a certain piece of weaponry. Absolutely. So they might need to wait for dad or mom to come Mm -hmm. back home, Mm -hmm. yeah, to activate the card Mm -hmm. so that they can get that piece of weaponry, Mm -hmm. yeah? Or they already got the card details. But either way, there's now dependencies on them progressing Mm -hmm. that's outside Mm -hmm. of their actual skill set. Absolutely. Because you could be as dexterous as you like, Mm -hmm. yeah?
1: Mm But
2: certain levels yep. require yep. certain machinery, certain yep. tools, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: which you have to pay for mm-hmm. or gamble to, to go and get them. Absolutely. So again, again, uh, parents, are you? I, I pose this question. Yeah, you would buy a game for a child that you do not know nothing about yet. When you buy something for yourself, you make informed decisions. So How does that work?
2: It works. It works. It, it works on this on this premise, right? We're older. Mm. We're parents. We're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids are younger. <laughs> yeah. So they're just that virtue means they're going to like things that you don't like. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is.
1: Yeah. All right. So. Um, this isn't about like, no, this no, is, I mean, when you buy money, it for your kids, right? No, but so, even when you buy presents for other people, you, it, it feels like when it comes to games, yeah, we put, we, we kind of just say to ourselves, um, I don't know get I don't know nothing about games. And then that becomes your excuse. I don't know nothing about games, so I just buy the game for
2: that's, that's the, no, that's a good point because I think that also that mindset mm. is normally this a technophobe mindset. Yeah. You find that will transcend into IT skills, mm. basic IT skills. Mm. You don't have them. Mm. And many people are terrified of IT and technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen it when we try to digitize the health service with mm. computers mm. overnight
1: mm-hmm.
2: nurses, doctors, um, physicians, whatever the case would be felt de-skilled
1: mm-hmm.
2: felt de-skilled. And this is what a parent can feel mm-hmm. when they're buying a computer their kids. Game. No, before the computer game mm-hmm. it comes a console. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had parents it comes a console and that, that can, that mm. can elicit mm. a certain level of, of helplessness yeah. in a parent, mm. and therefore, I, and I used to work in cars as well. Car yeah, I, I worked in, and I could spot their
1: parents mm. not knowing what console to buy. Their, 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 their yeah, kids when someone comes in and says, "Can I have a um, a Super PlayStation?" or, but what does it mean? Yeah. So, so that, all right. So you know, it's like one of the things that you understand is that when some parents come in, you're right. Technology, there is a fear. There was, it was a complete. You can, you can, it, just even the jut off. They come in and uh, I think it's the, and they give you two different console names or they give you two game names that belong to, but they're not sure the which. Playbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I, I, I should actually <laughs> mic drop that. Yeah. You heard it
2: live on the mic drop club. Yeah. The Playbox. Yeah, yeah. That's my new console yeah, yeah. coming out. That's... A hybrid between the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation. PlayStation. The yeah, Playbox. Yeah. Heard yeah. It
1: live yeah. and direct. The Playbox switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But playbook, <laughs> but you see, we laugh about those <laughs> things. Playbook, the <laughs>
2: playbook, <laughs> A playbook,
1: so, a video game mm. in a book. Uh, but they've they've been a video games in in, in Name one in a book. Name one function. It just didn't sell well. Name it. Well, now we got uh, iPad. Uh, okay, fine.
2: <laughs> Elton's going to provide the
1: details in this show.
2: And no, sorry, I digress. Go ahead, go ahead,
1: go ahead. But see, see. Again, uh, this is a wonderful conversation because when you're dealing with parents and parents not understanding what the system is, so the so a child's telling them, I said, mom, mom, "Mom, I want, I want an Xbox, you know, an, an, an Xbox an Xbox One X," mm. and the parent gets to the store and says, "Oh, I need a place play One X or mm. PlayStation One X or PlayStation X." And games versus, uh, which one is it? The the Xbox or the PlayStation, I can't remember. They're never going to make an informed decision on any game because they haven't taken any time to even understand what it is that their child's hobby is in. And people are busy. I get that. People have different lives and people don't even, some half the time even have real interest. But if you don't have an interest in what it is that your kid Actually enjoys or wants to do. You can't turn around and start blaming other companies or playing blaming other people for things that you are not prepared. Because this is this that's the key thing. You're going to buy this. At least be prepared to look up or find out what this actually means. So, sure, but um, in, in
2: defence hmm. of, of the parents I know, I mean, I'm out hitting, there, yeah, in, yeah, in defence of the parents out there, I'm yeah. right enough. Or even the the, the, the per, per, per person wanted to buy games. Mm. Some of it is terminology. Yeah. You know, talk about X-Wing, mm. robots, all these all these cinnamons and all that kind of stuff. The, the language needs to be simpler. debunked mm. and simpler mm. for, for the layman to understand. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. That, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. This is, okay. this, 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 this is, a, this is what I give an example. Go on. Give an example. I'll go on. Uh, quite quite a few months back, mm. I broke down the motorway. Mm-hmm. The car wasn't working, mm. so I had to contact RAC mm-hmm. breakdown service. Mm-hmm. Breakdown service um, phoned me up, said, "Oh, Douglas, what's happening to the car?" Mm. Now I don't understand. I was not even though I'm an engineer by background. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, understand what was going on with the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm describing things as basic. I'm just saying smoke.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. They were they were naming things. I didn't understand what mm-hmm. those components were. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sent somebody out mm-hmm. and the, the guy came and he knew mm-hmm. the technical issues mm-hmm. that were plaguing my car at the time. Yeah. But he was confident in his ability to break it down in a simple way that I understood it. Yeah, that that's what it's about. Absolutely. You know, if you can't, Einstein's quote: "If you cannot explain complex it, things to, to a child, child, you don't know it that well yourself." Absolutely. So there's no excuse for the gaming industry, industry to okay. to to hide behind things that say, "Oh, it's, it's going to be in your natural vernacular." Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so it's been in terms of the the, the the last thing I wanted to get in terms of now if you have a child that's addicted to gaming, right? Mm-hmm. And you are worried, mm-hmm. you are sincerely worried, mm-hmm. you know, you try and praise the child away from the console. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any tips, any interventions that a parent can try and do to try and replace mm-hmm. some of those um, habits that um, the addiction to the, the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What can they actually do? Okay. So again, this comes down to what do you do with your child anyway? You know, because it's not even just so much you want to try and break this habit of playing computer games. What do you do with your child anyway? Mm. Can you get your child out, out? you know, um, out of the house? Yeah. Do you ever take your child out of the house? Because whatever is the simplest thing that you can start with, that's what you've got to start with. If you are the type of person that takes your child to the cinema and maybe like once in a year mm. to break this habit, take them to the cinema. Yeah. You've got to distract them from that to show them that there's other things out there. Sure. But if you don't do these kind of things, you've got to understand you're going to be up against a huge amount of resistance. Um, recently, if you're in the UK, the NHS is now intervening when it comes to things like game addiction, because it's now recognized. It's recognized as a gaming disorder, as opposed to the term game addiction. And you have to exhibit the behaviors that are classified under the ICD, which the ICD-10 is a, uh, the International uh, European Convention for um, Classification for Diseases. And this would be classed as a disease, a mental health disease in sure. in, in most cases.
2: Sure. And, and obviously the interventions, if you go the the medical model, mm. might, in, might include medication, mm-hmm. it might in, include some more... Um, evasive yeah, interventions or even softer ones like uh, radio exposure, yeah. take the child, child out, out, whatever Some it is, Talking therapies, those the, kind Yeah, of talking things. therapies, replacing mm-hmm. those habits with mm, more, more healthier ones. <laughs> Productive and habits. And not, it's not, it's not to stop the child from
1: gaming. Yeah, but reducing but, the amount of time that they yeah, actually
2: exactly, spend on the game. Exactly. And and Everton, you um, brought it home quite well in, in the sense of you brought it back to the parents in terms of mm. what can they do? What do they actually do mm. with the child? Mm. Okay. Mm. so. Everton, you know, this has been a epic mm. mic drop yeah. session. You know, Indeed. I really, really enjoyed it. It was illuminating. Mm. There were so many things I didn't know about, mm. um, even though I felt I was a Competent gamer, you You are um, a competent gamer. You should see this guy play Ghouls and (laughs) Ghosts.
1: This is the only
2: guy who can actually say he broke my finger by remote, you know, by proxy,
1: you know, by proxy. Should never, never challenge me on Pro Evolution Football.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah. So I wish you all the best, Mm -hmm. and you guys out there, hopefully, hopefully you found this really informative as I did mm. and have a powerful motivation driven weekend. Do your research on cyber Monday,
1: mm-hmm.
2: black Friday, mm-hmm. Christmas, all of that. Okay. Um, the things you can do.
1: All mm. right. So don't feel like you're totally helpless. Okay. There was one thing I was going to say, cause you Go did, ahead. there was one question that you raised. You said, what yeah. could parents do about buying games on yes, cyber I Mondays? Did. Yeah. Okay. Parents. Yeah. Buy a playbook. (laughs) Yeah. You'll find it on his website. (laughs) The the Amazon code is going to be on there also. Um, There are games that, you know, Nintendo did the brain age type of games and all that kind of stuff. And I know some kids don't find it fashionable I didn't
2: either I yeah. played it for like it just, the drop off was so quick I was like wow this is my brain is buzzing I'm learning so much cool stuff I put well, it down no. and I do you know what it's gathering dust somewhere right no, now I, because
1: alright because we're evolving creatures so we, we do not sit and this is this is one of the funny things about gaming is that there aren't a lot of games that you can sit down and play over and over and over again do you see what I mean? So um, the, the, what I'm looking at, what I'm trying to say to you is this, there are games out there that are more functional for your children. Yeah. And, and your children are, will probably be more expert at these games than you are. But the question I was going to pose to Douglas originally was, how do you know what's a good film? You tend to watch YouTube. You look at the, the trailers. Parents use the tools that are out there Look at that game. Examine it before. Just type in the name. Look on YouTube. If you think the game is too violent, stop the access before the child actually gets there. You know? Excellent advice. And on that note.
0: You are so much more. MicDropClub.com Make life Boom.
2: Look out for all the information on the show notes. If you want to get hold of Everton Bar to have more advice on gaming, gaming addiction, and all things games, look out for the information on the show notes.
0: We're out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out MikeDropClub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.